0: There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name
1: of. There's
0: salvation in the name of. The
1: Bible says that demons tremble. At the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral Colleague. Bishop Tefel is the medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Life of the World Cathedral, Collegium. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. Its in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message.
0: You see people like Dr.
2: Cho. You see people like uh, um, Bishop Oyedepo. These are men who are carrying the church growth anointing. Hallelujah. And that is why you see them, you know, pastoring massive churches. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. Now, one of the ways... To tap into the anointing is through the written words of such men, their books. So this morning, I want to once again introduce to you three books that every pastor here must buy not only for yourself, but buy and buy also for your associates, for your church workers, and study, study these books. The first one is Church Lantern. This teaches about how to start a church. The principles, the dynamics of starting a church. And still their members. Okay, there's also church goals and lay people. I'm trusting God to be able to talk about that uh, before the conference ends. How you can use the people in your church to help to build church. A mega church. Church growth and pastoral techniques. Church growth and pastoral techniques. There's a way you must pastor your church. What goes into pastoring the church? Some of us are not good pastors. Hallelujah. And you see, pastoring is like making a restaurant. You must know how to make a restaurant with a certain type of good food that people would always... Come. How many of you know that when you go to a restaurant and enjoy, enjoy the food, you like to go back? Yes. And when you go to a restaurant and you do enjoy the food, you wouldn't like to go there. You wouldn't like your friends to go there. Are you getting that? Church growth and the wise management of money. How to use the, church, the church's finances in such a way that your members will have confidence in you and will let them stay in the church. Church growth and the management of church members. Church growth and the help's ministry. Church growth conventions and camp meetings. Church growth and relationships. Church growth and Gethsemane. Waiting on God. Are you getting that? And all these are in this book. So please, the three books are available at the end of the session. Make sure that you get your copies. And the Lord would bless you. Amen. Shall we pray, Father? Thank you for the opportunity that you have given unto us one more time to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the things that you have done already, the great things that you have done and you continue to do. Guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this morning, I want to talk about... um, Church growth and the right attitude of a pastor. Church growth and the right attitude of a pastor. Amen. Now, for you to be able to do anything and achieve anything, you need to have certain type of attitude. A certain type of attitude. Can I have an amen? Several years um, several years ago I watched a boxing match between a famous boxing champion. A very proud one. Uh, Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather and uh, um, one of his greatest uh, enemies the golden boy what was his name? what was his name? the golden boy not Pacquiao he used to be a champion he was called the golden boy I'm sure I remember Now these two guys were great boxers and they were going to meet for the first time and their pride and their ego was at stake. Now before the match came on, I watched a documentary of their preparation. Oscar de la Hoya. I watched the preparation that Oscar de la Hoya and Floyd Mayweather put in their preparation before the boxing match. And it was then that I understood that you cannot just get up and enter the ring. They'll wake up early in the morning at dawn. And ran several kilometers every day. They went away from certain types of food that they normally enjoyed. They went away from it. In fact, they went away from their normal uh, home conditions and camped somewhere. They will train in the morning, very hard, and then they will train in the evening. They will bring opponents, sometimes bigger than, than themselves, to box with them. We call it sparring sessions. They will sweat. They will lift up weights. All kinds of very, very difficult things that they they did. To be able to go to their rank to fight their opponent and win and become a champion. And it it is that attitude that enabled somebody like Floyd Mayweather to fight forty nine times and remain undefeated and make a lot of money. The point I'm trying to make is that many of us desire large churches, church growth, mega church. But our attitudes, our attitudes are not in tandem with achieving such an aim. That is why, this morning I want to talk to you about the attitude, the posture, that as a pastor who is desiring to build a better church, you must have. And if you are able to have that attitude, you are then going to place yourself in such a way that you will see your church growing. Without that, church growth will just be a far-fetched aim. But like Bishop Dirk has written, Church growth, it is possible. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, I've had a blessing of pastoring seven different churches. The current church that I'm pastoring is my seventh church. And I've pastored different sizes of churches. And I've desired to see a mega church. But it has taken a long time. It has taken a long time for me to see truly a mega church. The church that I pastor now by the grace of God has thousands of people. On a Sunday morning, we run six adult services. Our youth church, which we call the Safe Church, has a Sunday attendance of 1,000 people. That is a youth church. You know, so God has blessed us with a mega church. But what I'm saying is that it has taken a long time, but I want you to understand that church growth, it is possible. When I say church growth, say it is possible. Church growth. Possible. Lift up your hand and like say, it is possible. Church growth. Possible. Church growth. I can't feel you. I said, church growth. It is, it is possible. Yes. It is possible. It is possible. Yesterday, I gave you a vision. All right? To believe God that you your church you sit in the front row of a church that has a minimum of 1,000 people and it is possible and it is possible I see that church I see you in that church I said I see you in that church it is possible hallelujah so Let's look at certain attitudes that you must have. Number one, because, you see, look look at me, because, listen, pastors, If the church that you are pastoring is not growing, it is, you are the cause. If the church that you are pastoring is not growing, you are the cause. Because the pastor, the pastor the most important person that the church relies on. Yeah. But you see, normally when the church is not growing and it's not working, we blame the workers. We blame the associates. But we should blame ourselves. We should blame ourselves. Because you are the leader. You are the shepherd. And everything depends on the leader. Hallelujah. So, the first attitude you need to have if you want to have a bigger church is that you must have a heart for church growth. You must have a heart for church growth. And this morning, I'm really believing God to take my time to teach you. Hallelujah. Amen. You must have a heart for church good. Now, how many of you know that different people have hearts or desire, or their hearts tend to, to be full for something? There are some people whose hearts are into football, into boxing, into farming, into politics. I mean, politics consumes their heart. You, you cannot hear them talking without they bringing up a political topic. That is what I mean. When I talk about you must have a heart, I'm talking about something that consumes you. And I'm saying that on your journey to building a mega chair, all right, you must have a heart that wants church growth. Yes. So have a heart for church growth. Have a a heart for church growth. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, from today, give me a heart for a mega church. Give me a heart for a mega church. Give me a heart for, for a mega church. Amen. Dr. David Tiongi Cho. The pastor that the Lord has used to build the largest church in the world. He speaks about an experience that he had many years ago in Australia. He has gone to preach at the church go conference like this, just like we are having here. And at the end of it, he asked the pastors to write down the size of church. That they want to have. After five years. Five years after the conference. So, see, Everybody take a piece of paper. What I'm going to ask you to do. And write the size of the church. That you want to have after five years. Five years later. He went back. And had the same church good conference. And he was shocked. He was shocked. You know, I mean, he, 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 got, he got the papers after the conference and he went through. And he was shocked to see what the pastors had written on the paper as the size of churches that they wanted to see. Some had written 50 people. Some had written 100 people. Some had written 200 some have written 500. It was only one pastor who wrote 5,000 people. Dr. Cho goes back to Australia after five years. And out of all the pastors who attended the previous church Go conference, it was only the pastor who wrote 5,000 who had a 5,000 member church. You can't clap for the Lord. So, your heart, is it like I've been preaching? I've been here. Many of us pastors, we need to allow the Lord to cleanse our hearts from the wrong motives. Yes. You must have a heart for church growth instead of a heart To make money in ministry. Instead of a heart. To become popular in ministry. Instead of a heart. To become famous in ministry. Instead of a heart. To be seen as a great man of God. In ministry. You must have a heart. For church growth. A heart for a mega church. Which I explained to you. Yesterday. It simply means that. The Lord has used you. To bring thousands of people into the ministry. Yes. And I told you yesterday that if you are a pastor and you do not want a mega church, then you don't understand why you are in the ministry. Because a, a, a football striker wants to score a lot of goals. Every year they have a competition. The top striker. The top striker. They said this one's called 17. This one's called 20. This one. So, when we give you the number 9 Jesse, it's not just for you to be roaming around the center circle. No. You, you'll be made to sit on the bench. Yes. When you are a soldier and you go to the battle and we are giving you AK-47, even if you are a born-again Christian and the enemy is coming, you cannot be taking your Bible to say, according to John three sixteen. You know, uh, no, no, he will shoot you before you open your mouth. I get what I'm saying. So a pastor must have a heart for a large church. May the Lord give you that heart today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, why is it that, why is it that you must have a heart for church good? There are two reasons. Number one. You must have a heart for church good because life begins in your heart. Life begins in your heart. Hallelujah. Listen, your heart is life. It is in your heart that life is. One of the earliest organs to form in the filters, the developing baby, is the heart. And it begins to pump. And it pumps from that stage until the day that it starts pumping. Then we put that person in a casket and we dig a hole under the ground and we put the person out because life is gone. When your heart stops, life goes out of you. So your heart as a pastor is very important. Hallelujah. Because life begins in your heart. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, the Bible says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it, are the issues of life. Now listen to the message Bible translation. It says keep vigilant watch over your heart. That is where life starts. Life starts in the heart. So the life for a mega church. It starts in the heart of the pastor. You cannot have a mega church. You cannot build a mega church. You cannot see a mega church if your heart does not appreciate, your heart does not desire, that your heart does not want. Your heart is not for a mega. Look, did you know that surprisingly, there are a lot of pastors and even church members who prefer a small church. Yes, they say in a small church it is cozy. We know ourselves. We are all friends. We know our names. When the church becomes very large, you know, you don't know anybody, everybody is a stranger, and all that. Now, that is what you want, but God wants that all men will be saved. So it is not about what you want, but it is about what God wants. And First Timothy 2.4, the Bible said, that, who wants all to be saved, and come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Uh, you must have a heart for church growth. Alright? Because the pastor's heart influences everything. Your heart influences everything. Everything is decided. Everything is dependent on your heart. The Living Translation Bible says that same verse above all else, above all else, guard your affections for they influence everything else in your heart. Hallelujah. Eh? So the pastor's heart is important because it influences everything. Your heart it's what will influence the direction of your church. Yes. When you see, listen to me please, when you see a church and the way the church is, you can you can you, it can help you to know the heart of the pastor of the church. When you see a, a church that is always talking about money, and prosperity and blessings. All right? That is what is in the heart of the pastor. Yes. Because the pastor's heart influences everything that goes on in the church. When you see a church that is evangelism you know, minded. Soul winning, minded. Church planting, minded. Right? It shows you the heart immediately. You cannot imitate the heart of the pastor. In 2011, I did a groundbreaking um, research work from the charismatic perspective about church expansion, and uh, I I use our denomination, Lyra Chapel International, as an example of how the church can expand both nationally and internationally, and the factors that goes. into into making that possible. And I compared Lada Chapel International with uh, 14 other big, you know, not all of them were big, but mostly, mostly the biggest in our country. Alright? So I did that research and I showed from the research clearly that the reason why Lyra Chapel International eh, has become a church that is famous for soul winning, church planting, training of pastors, leaders, all across the world. Listen to this. It's because of the type of message that its founder, Bishop Dar, has preached from the pulpit since the inception of the church. And since the inception of the church, predominantly he has preached about working for God, doing the work of God, winning souls, planting churches, doing missions, fulfilling the kingdom of God, fulfilling the great commission. 70% of all his messages are in this category. Then, some of the other ones, Majority of the message is on prosperity. So those churches also, you see, they don't have any churches. They don't have any missions. They don't have church planting because of the type of message. So pastor, your heart must be right. And your heart must be on the right thing, which is the winning of souls, the planting of churches, and growing Large churches because, because your heart influences everything that goes on in the ministry. And you see, Bishop, that is why I accepted your invitation. This your invitation was very difficult to accept. Yeah. I, I've done a lot of things that I normally don't do because I should be preaching at a church group conference. All right. Right now. Right now, as I'm here this week. I should be preaching at the church, go conference, which was arranged. It's arranged since last year. Much, much bigger than what is going on here for a lot of pastors. Yes. And, and if you read, if Midred is here and, and she reads my PA's uh, response, her first letter was that your days cannot work. But I told her. I told her. And then subsequently, when I interacted with uh, uh, Bishop Sam Jolie, I saw a man whose heart wants greatness for the things of God. I sensed it. That's the same feeling I had when I interacted with Bishop Lagarde. So immediately I told her, whatever we can do, whatever we can do, you know, so we have, to, we have to look, we have to change so many things we have to change so many things <laughs> but 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 you see but you see god is blessing you because jesus said blessed is he who hunger and thirst after righteousness blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled so because you are testing you have a, a test and a hunger to see your church grow and your, your churches grow and expansion and more branches. He told me he said he said, he said Bishop, I, I want expansion, I want branches, I want to see growth in the churches. I said, Wow, Th- this is this is a good man of God. This is a good man of God. This is a good man of God. I, I love the spirit of your bishop. Yes. There is too much of there is too much of nonsense going on. Let us come home, pastors. Let us come home. So winning, planting churches, growing large congregations must be what our hearts want. That is the right attitude. That is the right attitude. That is the right attitude. And members and church workers, we must support our pastors Many times, we the church members and the church workers, we put pressure on the pastors to preach messages that will please us. They should preach that we'll we'll get husbands. They should preach that we'll get wives. They should preach that we'll drive 24 cars in our homes. And you see, you are pushing us away from the original thing. But the main thing must always remain the main thing. And the main thing is about soul winning and planting churches. Winning the loss. Growing large churches. That is what Jesus asked us to go into. Can I have an amen? amen? So the first attitude you must have is to have a heart for church growth. And the first reason why you must have a heart for church growth is because life starts from the heart. Hallelujah. But there's a second reason. There's a second reason why you must have a heart for church growth. The second reason why you must have a heart for church growth is because listen to this. This is beautiful. The size of your ministry depends on the size of your heart. The size of your ministry. Depends on the size of your heart. Small heart, small ministry. Big heart. I'm talking about when I say, look, look at me. When I say you have a big heart, how many of you understand what I'm saying? Eh? I, I, it means that it, it means that I want more. I want more. You don't settle for smallness. You don't settle for mediocrity. You don't settle for small things. That is why yesterday, I drove out the mindset of smallness from you. How many of you remember that? How many of you remember that? And if you are not here yesterday, do not settle for small things. Small churches. A small choir. Small ashes. Small income in the church everything is small. And we are very happy. You see, your heart, you don't have a large heart. And if your heart is not large, you cannot receive a large ministry. Hallelujah. Are you here or you go home? The size, listen to this, the size of your physical heart is as big as the size of of your clenched face. Everybody make your face like this. Show it to me. Show it to me. Show it to me. Show it to me. It to me. Now look, look, look at your face. Look at it. Alright. Okay. Many of you have not seen your heart before. You can feel it beating. How many of you feel your heart beating? But your heart which is in your chest. If you want to know the size. The real physical size. is just like this. So today you know the size of your heart. It's just like this. So how many of you know the size of your heart from today? Now I'm talking as a doctor now. Okay. Now, listen to this. And since, listen to this. Since it is our hands that we use to work. Since it is our hands that we use to work, then it means that What we achieve with our hearts is a direct result of the size of our hearts.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: So, if your heart is small, spiritual heart is small, then the works of your hands will also be small. Because you see, when you do something little, your heart will say, I'm satisfied, I'm okay. So then you stop. Then you stop. But if, you, if your church goes to 100 people, and your heart says, no, I don't want 100 people, I want 500 people, then your hands are going to be released to do more work. How many of you understand that? Yes. Your, your, your hands will be released to do more work. The product of your hand depends on the size of your heart. So, pastor, as you are sitting down here, you have been doing ministry for five years, ten years. The size of the ministry that you have today eh, has been determined over the years by your heart. Some of you, once You are able to pay yourself a good salary. That is it. There's no more effort. There's no more effort. You relax. You don't pray again. You don't study again. You don't evangelize again. Do you understand it? There are a lot of pastors. Recently, recently, um, Bishop Doug went to have crusades in um, an African country. And his crusade directors were shocked as they went around the churches talking to the pastors. On a Sunday morning, around about 10, 11, the churches are empty. The pastor has come to preach a sermon and has finished. He himself is gone home. Everybody is gone home. During the week, there are no activities, no services, nothing until the following Sunday. They were short, so you see, such a pastor cannot have a big ministry because you see, I don't sleep. I can't sleep. I'm always thinking. How can we grow? How can we grow on my way? On my way. You see, where, where's the uh, Ademi? When I got out of the car, you know, I realized that I was working on my phone. I was sending a WhatsApp to some of my workers. I was telling them, on the 24th of this month, I am coming to assess your work. What are you doing? How many souls do you have? What is your prayer life? Do you study the Bible? What Christian books are you reading? What are you doing in the ministry? And when we start that meeting in the morning, 8 a.m., it goes into midnight sitting down there with data. We project data. We project data of what a church worker is doing in the church. Yeah. As I'm here, last Tuesday was Ghana's uh, Independence Day. is a holiday. So I arranged for a review meeting of all the small health ministries in the church. The media, the administrators, Eh? the Ashwin team, the instrumentalists, technical men. Alright? But I'm not there. I'm here. My associate and my pastors were there. We are analyzing what is going on. Because we don't want to settle for what we have. We want to grow more. We want to see more. We want to see a lot of church. Our hearts Eh? It's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. The church that Bishop does passes directly. Directly. He passes students. He pastors students. He started a church just a few years ago. Alright. It has become so huge a church. And one of the things that they have started doing in his church. Where he directly is. Is that their vision is to plant 10 churches every month. 10 churches every month. 10 churches every month. Can you all be on your feet please? Please be on your feet. Everybody. 10 churches. So pastor, 10 churches every month means that in 10 months 100 churches. 100 churches. 100 churches. No, no. It's not a story. That's what is happening now. It's the church that He pastors, Not not the denomination. Because he also has a church. (laughs) Now, if you plant 100 churches in 10 months, and each of the churches grow to have 10 people, it means in 10 months you have added 1,000 people to your church. But you see, the effort, the effort to plant 10 churches a month means that you have to train a lot of people. There must be more prayer meetings. There must be more evangelism. There must be more uh, uh, meetings going on. And a pastor without the heart for a church growth will not do that. Yeah. He will be snoring in the night. A pastor without a heart for a church growth will sit on his bed eating with remote, TV remote and he will be changing the channels. And watching African movies. And drinking. And eating. With his leg on his wife. Feeling happy. That is why your church is small. And that is why your church will continue to remain small. Because the church doesn't just grow; the church must be made to grow. These are the ways of a great man of God, of a mega church, Bishop Musasono. I don't know whether Bishop Sam, whether you know him, Bishop Musasono from South Africa. Yeah. Every year I invite him. You know, I hold a a church go conference in the city of Accra every year. Thousands of pastors and church workers gather every year at my cathedral. And I bring in speakers, both Ghana and outside. And it's one of the main speakers. A great man of God with a huge ministry. Huge.
0: Thousands
2: upon thousands. When you go to his church, the car park, the first time I went there, I said to myself, Is this a car assembling plant or what? Eh? Thousands of cars. And he carries a church growth amount. When he starts a branch, in a matter of one to two years, the branch can grow to a thousand, thousand, five hundred, two thousand. Now, one time, one was preaching at my church growth conference that he made a statement. He said, The church doesn't grow. The church must be made to grow. Hallelujah. Pastor, say your heart. Your heart. You must have a heart for church growth. Can I have an amen? How many of you are going to have such a heart? Lift up your hands and pray to the Lord to give you that heart right now. Lift up your hands and pray to God. And say, Lord, give me the heart for church growth. 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 Lift up your hands and pray.
3: Give me the heart for church growth, Lord. Give me the heart for church growth, Lord. Give me the heart for church growth. Give me the heart for church growth. Oh, yes, Lord, we pray for the heart. The heart for church growth. 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 Ask the Lord to give you the heart for church growth. Lord, we pray for the heart for church growth. For the heart for church growth. For the heart for church growth. for the heart, for the heart, for the heart, the heart, for the heart, for the for the heart, 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 for masunda the heart for church group, Lord. Lord, give me a heart. A heart for church group. A heart for church group. A heart for church fünf- group. A heart for church group. Oh, lift up your voice. Ah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. A heart for church group. A hunger for church group. A thirst for church group. A desire for church group. A heart for church group. Lazoo Zaba. ipolo boma, over Ricato Leba, Ego Mosaya, Lazusa Bashiva, Limro Coloma, Apalimosa, Ricato Lebe, Ratolibaya, Rezo Meketa, La Baya, Iandrabilio Brocale, Razizele Mazon.
2: Lift up your two hands, Father. Put your right hand on your heart. Lord, give us the heart. Yes, Lord. For the growth of your church. Our hearts are consumed. For so many different things. For money. For popularity. Mm-hmm. For fame. For earthly desires. earthly aspirations. Lord. We want a change of heart. Yes. A change of attitude. Yes. A heart. That wants to see your kingdom come. A heart that one to see your kingdom come. A yes. heart that wants to see multitudes enter the churches, the kingdom, yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes. As your pastors, this is our desire, Lord. Oh, yes. yes Lord. We thank you. Change our, hearts. Change our hearts. Take away the corruption yes. from our hearts. Yes, Lord. Take away the stains yes. from our hearts cleanse our hearts with your blood oh, purify our motives oh yes, God Lord. purify our motives oh yes, God cause us to have the right motives mm. in the name of Jesus for doing your work bless these wonderful pastors and church workers in Jesus name amen,
0: amen. put your hands together
2: for the Lord <laughs> keep on standing so that is, this is the first attitude that you must have if you want to build a mega church. Number two. Number two. I'm giving you three. Number two. And please keep on standing. Number two. Have a vision for church growth. Have a vision for church growth. Lift up your right and say, Lord. Lord give me a vision for church growth can can you increase my volume please Okay, increase my volume so I don't have to be shouted hallelujah amen Lord give me a vision for church growth hallelujah so this is the second attitude how many of you want to have church growth let me see your hand How many of you You want to have church growth? Sister, you want to have church growth? You want it? Yes. So the first thing is that you must have a heart for church growth. Number two, have a vision for church growth. What is a vision? What is a vision? What is a vision? What is a vision? labori andere boho kapitalima kale sante le mosi manana alanta tata tere mosi ba kale maka ndele ikapolo mosi patende ziba landele moto sete moli moho kila haya sote mata alama shikele mohotima boli andi karibo ho honde atika talimo ondo la matilima lima andese Bocabacatende, Silemonia, Alla Makula Mokula, Mekolima, Hande, Sete, Shilondria, Amondi, Marse, Male, Taremosete. For this is a divine moment. I have brought you to my presence to change the compass of your ministry. For yet Many of you have wronged, have gone in the wrong direction so far. Many of you have been like my people who were in the wilderness going round and round and round and round because of disobedience, because of memory, because of the wrong motives in your heart. But said the Spirit of God, this is A divine moment. I have brought you this thought To send you in a new direction in your ministry. It is a direction of greatness. It is a direction of might. It is a direction of growth and of increase. For I have come to put a new spirit upon you. To give you a new heart. A heart that desires to see multitudes enter my kingdom. For yea, my heart is yearning to see my people enter my kingdom. For yea, I love the peoples of this world. That is why I sent my only begotten son to die on the cross. That is why my son has changed his life. I love the peoples of this world. And you are my agents. And you are my servants. And you are the people that I'm using. And yet many of you do not have my heart. I said, the Lord, today, I'm giving you my heart. I'm giving you my heart, my people. I'm giving you my heart, my people. I'm giving you my heart. Receive my heart. Receive my heart. Receive my heart. Receive my heart and give yourself to building my church. Give yourself to building my church. Give yourself to building my church. Build build my church. Let it be your breath. Let it be your blood. Let it be what you eat. Say the Spirit of God. For yeah, I want to use you to do great things. I want to bring many into my kingdom. For many are perishing. Many are perishing.
0: Many are perishing. They are perishing. They are millions.
2: Ask my people, watch watch on. Don't watch on. Don't watch on. Don't watch on. Run as fast as you can. Run with all your strength. Run beyond your strength. And gather my people into my kingdom. And I'll help you, said the Spirit of God. I'll help you by my spirit. I'm giving you a new spirit. I'm giving you a new anointing. I'm giving you a new power. I'm giving you my Holy Spirit. To help you in this work. If you'll be willing and obedient. I'll bless you. I'll bless you for a large church. For increase comes for me. Yea, I'm looking for men and women. Who wants increase? To fill them with increase. I desire for you to have increase. I desire for you to see increase. I desire for you to 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 experience increase. Ilamaha. Oh, mahindi bahate lese. Solo mo kabibapa ni mahandi ni mahonde mahanduri andirimo. Aboto Eh, Makulumokoliba and Ruma Handima Hantele and Sunday Manduri Motosebe Lalala Makile Moko Loma Kali And now move in a new direction. Move of power. Move of power. Move of desire. Have a desire.
0: Have a heart.
2: And I will make you great. moshe Lift up your hands and just begin to pray. Oh, begin to pray. Ask the Lord to anoint you right oh, now. Yes, Lord. Ask the Lord to anoint you. Lift up your hands, everybody. And begin to pray. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. Oh, thank you, Lord. Please use us. Please help us. Please help us. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. Ladiri boho shiba, amande mohotele. liandiri boho Moshe. rabili moseki la mahatere masive alimotiri mose mimi mimi mose makali mokeli maziri. Oh yes, ante moshibaha. dadi boho temi andiri mose maha. Oh yes A mega church Lord Bless us in the mega church Bless us in the mega church Bless us in the, the, the mega church Bless us Lord Lord give me the mega church I desire a mega church Lord I desire a mega church Lord Lord I desire Greatness, increase of God Oh yes Make us great, make us mighty Make us populous Make us great Make us mighty Make us populous, Make us great Make us mighty Make us mighty popular. For we are my God
3: We were serious We were still Lord But now Make us great Make us great Make us mighty Make us populous. In the name of Jesus Asha
2: Zambiri bahose
3: Madiri bahala Lift up your voice and pray Lift up your voice and pray make us great, make us great, low anoint us lord anoint us lord anoint us anoint us law. make us go low make us go low make us go Make us break off and make love. release your release our your release our your To grow like that To grow like that To grow like that To grow To grow like your your release your Let us Let us fall. Let us
0: fall. Let us 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 Right now. Right now. right now, right
3: now, right now, right now. We are slow. for your night, We
0: are slow. I your might, enough. We are. Thank you,
2: Holy Spirit. Let's lift up your hands and thank Him for the new direction that He's taking you. Lemoholo Kalimus, we find You now. Yes, Lord. Touch me with your
0: hand, Jesus. Touch me with your hand, Jesus, touch me with your hand, Jesus, touch me. With
2: Lady Pastor Lagarde is going to see you. Hallelujah. Let's welcome her. Bishop Lagarde's beautiful wife. Oh, welcome her properly. Hallelujah. Please be seated. So, the second attitude you need to have the mega church is to have a vision. Hallelujah. Now, what is a vision? A vision is a strong dream, aspiration, desire, something you really want to see and experience, something you want to achieve in life. That is a vision. A vision is an aspiration. A vision is something that you, you want to see, and you are seeing. You are dreaming of. A vision is a dream. Like most ladies have the vision of getting married. And especially putting on a white wedding gown and coming down the aisle. It's one of the greatest dreams of many ladies. If they are going to tell you the truth. Yeah. And after we have married them, then they begin to bluff us. It's true. Not all of them, but some of them. Hallelujah. Listen, pastors. If you want to have a mega church, you need to have a vision. You cannot become what you can see. You cannot become what you cannot see. If you want to have a mega church, you must first see a mega church. And then you have it. Listen to me. You become what you see. So you hear many times people say, you do not make your vision, but your vision makes you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your vision makes you. That is why the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, the people perish. It means your ministry dies, your ministry will die if you don't have a vision. Your church will die if you don't have a vision. It is a vision, something you want to see, something you want to experience, something you want to achieve that keeps you going. Can I have an amen? Yes. Now, that is why, Pastors, I right, listen to me. Let me give you a good advice. All right. How many of you want to see a big church? You want to have a big church? Let me see your hand. One of the things that I would advise you to do is that from time to time, leave your church on a Sunday morning and go and sit in a mega church. Just go and sit there. And see. Just see. Normally, when you call up your choir, there are only ten people. But go to a church and when they call up the choir, there are 100 people. The choir is 100 people. The choir is 200 people. See. You see, what you see affects you. What you see affects you. That is why I advise you not to joke with pornography. If we're a pastor, we're a man of God, we're a church worker, we're a Christian, do not joke with pornography. And now, you don't need to go and buy pornography. It is right there on your phone. And when you look at it, and you look at it, and you look at it, soon you become addicted. Because what you have been looking at has now begun to affect you. So have a vision. See. See large ministries. Every two years. Bishop Dad takes us to Korea. To go and see Dr. Cho's church. <laughs> and when you step there. Eh? When you step there. The first thing that will occur to you is that. What have I been doing as a pastor all these years? Yeah. Yes, seven services. Every service has its own choir. And the and the choir of a service is is almost two hundred people. The choir. Every service. Every service. Every service. In the morning they carry their church members in buses. You see hundreds of buses. Hundreds of verses. Normally, in our churches, Sunday morning, I don't know, when, when, do, when do people start your churches here? What's the typical time? Yeah, in in Like 9 o'clock. Yeah. For a service that you start at 9, with your congregation of 25 people, at 9 o'clock, only 3 people are there. 9: the 9.30... Ten people are there. Then 9:45, 15 people are there. By 10:30, one and a half hours later, eh, then you see the rest of the people coming. When you go to Dr. Cho's church, the auditorium, all right? There's there's a downstairs like this, and then there are the the um the galleries, okay? And the 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 auditorium sits 12,500 people. Now, when they open the gates, when they open the gates, the people rush in. Within a matter of five minutes, 12,500 is full. It's full. I'm explaining to you what I have seen over the years. You see the office complexes. You see people at the offices working. You see how they dress. You see how elderly people are serving in the church. It changes your perspective of what a church is. How many of you understand that? That is why a minister must travel. You must travel. And I'd like to recommend Bishop Dax, um, Give Thyself Holy Conference to you. How many of you have been there before? To Accra. You've been there. Alright. To Accra. Every, every August. First week of August. Bishop Doug organizes a pastor's conference. It's called you been there brother? Yeah. Give thyself holy conference. Pastor's charter aircrafts from East Africa. They charter. And fill it and come. You see pastors coming from all the nations of the world. Francophone Africa, English Africa, from Colombia, Brazil, alright, they come. Now, why do they come? Because you have to see. You have to see. What you see affects you. And many of us have been sitting in small churches in a little classroom, in a little corner for 10 years. So it has affected everything about you. It has affected you. When you take your offerings, you get uh, 50,000 loans. 50,000 loans, how much is that? Uh, about $30. Less than $30. Less than, less than $10. Less than $10. But you are very happy. When your people dance and they come and put 5,000 loans here, you are very happy. What is 5,000 loans? It's less than $1. But you see, you are used to that because you have not seen a church where when you take the when you take the offering, it's $20,000. You have not seen it before. So you have to see. That's why you have to travel. That's why you have to attend conferences. Hallelujah. Some of you, you really have to sow an offering into the life of Bishop Tayo before you leave this conference. Because how many of you have been blessed here? Are you being blessed here? You have to serve, but you see, you have to bring you, you, have to some of you have to drag you. But nobody has to drag you. You must attend conferences, you must travel. Go, go to Korea, go to Ghana, even here in Salem. Churches that are mega churches, find them, locate them. Let the pastors become your friends. Go there and learn. Because what you see affects you. When I, when I have my church group conference in Accra, which is also very, very big, um, I encourage the pastors to travel, to go and see. Yes. And recently, around December, I got a call from a young pastor. This pastor has been attending our church group conference for the last about three years consecutively. I think the first time he came was 2015, 2014. At that time, he had a little church. A year on, he came to testify that he now had six more churches. Alright? Now, he has 18 churches within three years. And he was calling me. I got a call. You know, I got a mail. He, he, he sent me a mail. He said, Bishop, I am in Johannesburg, South Africa. I said, what are you doing there? He said, Bishop, do you remember you have been advising us to travel? And so I've traveled, and I'm going to see Bishop Musa Sonos Church. So I took my phone, and I WhatsApp Bishop Musa. Such a pastor is coming, please. Can you, make, can you uh, give him the privilege of meeting you, you know, and all that. And he did. When he came back, he came to my office. He said, Bishop. I have never seen anything like this before. And then he made a statement. He said, now I have decided that I will not settle for smallness. I will not settle for smallness. The reason why he came to that conclusion is because he has seen. May you see. May you see. May you have a vision. You know, some of the, some of the, the most pathetic people on earth are blind people. When you don't see, especially in Africa, because in the, in, the, in the civilized, developed world, they have many ways of helping them. Yeah, Stephen Wonder is one of the richest musicians on earth. He's a blind man. But especially in Africa, blind a blind man, that is your end. Two of us. You're looking at me. Is it, not, is it not the truth? Is it not the truth? When you are poor, when you are blind, You can't see. You can't walk, so you are sitting all the time. You depend on others. You must be helped all the time. There must be a recovery plan to rescue you all the time. So a pastor who is in ministry, who cannot see. These are your challenges. You need help all the time. You need help. You have been in ministry for 10 years. But still you need help to even pay yourself. To even pay yourself. You cannot pay yourself. It is because you have not had a vision. May the Lord give you a vision from today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you realize all throughout the scriptures that God operated by this principle when He wanted to make them mighty, when He wanted to make them great, Mighty and populous. Hallelujah. Do you remember Abraham? Reverend, Doctor, Apostle, Bishop, Abraham. How many of you remember him? God called him in Genesis chapter 12. God called him in Genesis chapter 12. Look at it. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1. Verse 1 to 4. Quickly please.
4: Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto the land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I
2: will make of thee a A great great nation. nation. May the Lord make of thee a great nation.
3: Can I have an amen? Amen.
4: Go ahead. And I will bless thee, and make of thee a great nation, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed, and the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was seventy and five years old. Hallelujah.
2: So as you can see, the Lord promised to make Reverend Dr. Apostle Bishop Abraham, a great pastor. A great nation means a mega church. Isn't so? Yes, how many of you know that? A great nation means a mega church. So God promised Abraham a mega church. Now, how was God going to do it? You remember that in Genesis chapter 13, there was a conflict between Abraham and Lot. And Abraham said to the Lord, Choose the land that you want. And the Lord chose the land. Now after that, watch this. Genesis chapter 13 from verse 14. Watch it.
4: And the Lord said unto Abraham, After that, Lot was separated from him. Lift up now thine eyes, And look from the place where thou thou art, Northward and southward, and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed for ever.
2: Keep, keep the scripture. Look, don't don't, don't put there. When I said keep the scripture, it means keep the scripture. Don't put the picture on it. Just keep the scripture. Alright. Now watch. What land was God going to give to Abraham? What land? I, I can't hear you. What land?
0: For all the land
2: which thou seest, to thee will I give it. And for thy seed forever. So watch this. So Abraham is standing here. And God says, Lift up your eyes, look at the north, the south, the west, the east, all the land that you see. So, so, watch this. The size, of Abraham's land or his ministry no more dependent on God. It depended on what Abraham could see. So so if if this is all that Abraham saw, then this was his ministry. If he saw up, up to here, then that was the ministry. If he saw from here to this side of the auditorium, that was it. So The size of your ministry depends on your vision. A big vision, a big church. A big ministry. A small vision, a small church, a small ministry. May you have a big vision. May you have a big vision. May you have a big vision. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? Yes. All the land. All the land. That is why yesterday... I was telling you, fill your church with a lot of, ch- of chairs. Amen? Man of God, are you a pastor? You have a church? You have a church? How many chairs are in the church? Forty. Forty chairs? Can the, can, can the auditorium take more?
0: Yes, about ten more. It can take... 10 more.
2: So add a 10 more. Okay. Add a 10 more. Are you a pastor? You have a church? How many chairs are in your church? 145. 145. How many chairs can fill the auditorium? Except you can do the extension. Sorry? Extension. Outside the church. Yes. So if you fill everywhere, how many chairs? 40 more. You can add 40 more? Yes. Yeah. So fill your church with. Look. Fill your church. If you have an auditorium like this, don't have only these few chairs. Fill everywhere with chairs. Everywhere. So 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 you are telling God. You have given me here, but I can see more. I can see more. I can see more. I can see more. more." And God says, If you can see more, I'll give you more. Yes. If you can see more, I will give you more. Hallelujah. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, God has promised to make Abraham a father of many nations. When he was 75 years old. But when the man had grown, Almost to 99, there was no child. So in Genesis chapter 15, Abraham began to complain to God that since you told me that my church will grow, my church has not grown. Look at it Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. My church has not grown. You told me that my church will grow, but my church has not grown. Genesis chapter 15.
4: After these things, the Now words... listen carefully. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Elazer, the Damascus? Now watch. He said, Lord, what will thou give me,
2: seeing I go childless? Childless in the ministry is equal to lack of church growth. So Abraham was telling God, my church has not been growing. Yet you told me that you have called me to make me a father of many nations. You told me that you give me a great ministry. 24 years later, my church has not grown. Hallelujah. Then what did God say?
4: And Abraham, and Abraham said, Behold, to me thou was given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine, heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Watch this, Pastor. Look at what God is doing. He did what? Brought him forth abroad.
2: He brought him forth abroad. And said, And said,
4: Look now toward heaven. Yes. And tell the stars. If thou be able to number them. And he said unto him. So shall thy seed be. Watch. Hang on there. So shall they thy seed be. be.
2: In other words. That is how big your church will be. But, but what is going to determine the size of Abraham's church? God said. Lift up your eyes and do what? Look. And tell the stars. Tell the stars means count the stars. Count them. Count them. And as many as you are able to count, so would thy seed be. So Abraham started. 1, 2, 3, 4, 500, 150,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,500, 4,700, 6,000. Now he was feeling dizzy. 15,000, 40,000, 60,000. 500,000, 1 million. He was feeling busy. God said, count. Watch it. Count the stars. Count the stars. If you can count them, so shall thy seed be. In other, words, in other words, if you can see, Abraham, if you can see. You see, that's what God is telling you. If you can see a big church, you have a big church. If you can see a big church You will have a big church Can I have an amen Amen. If you can see a big church You will have a big church If you continue to see a small church Your church will continue to be small So seeing Seeing is very important Yes That is why I am telling you that Some of the Sundays leave your church And go and sit in a large church a church that is far bigger than yours. Yes. You see, some of you, even one of the reasons why you're not going is all your friends have small churches. You have formed an association of pastors of small churches. Yeah. And like begets like. Hello? Like begets like. If you move with pastors of small churches, I'm not saying they shouldn't be your friends, but what I'm saying is that you must also relate with pastors of bigger churches. And learn from them. And let what is on them rub on you. Hallelujah. If you can see. And he brought him forth abroad. And said, look now toward heaven. So God is always saying, see. Look means see. Everybody say, I'm seeing. I'm seeing. seeing. Please stand to your feet, please. Stand to your feet. I'm seeing. Hallelujah. Say, I'm seeing a big church. I'm seeing a big church. I'm seeing a big church. church. I don't see a small church anymore. I see a big church. I see big churches. I see branches. I see increase. I see growth. I see churches in Saron. I see churches in Africa. I see churches in Europe. I see churches in America. I see churches in Australasia. I see churches in Asia. I can see. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing them. I am sitting in a big church. My church is big. My church is big.
3: I can see a big church.
2: Clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Jacob. How many of you remember Reverend Dr. Jacob? How many of you remember remember? the son of Isaac? Yes. Reverend Dr. Jacob. He went to work with his senior pastor. Apostle Laban. He went to work with him. All right. Come with me to Genesis chapter 30. Hallelujah. We are reading from verse 25 and I want us to read from the NIV. Now, Jacob had gone to be with his um, uncle Laban. Alright. Laban for 14 years. And now, he said to Laban, give me my wages. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph Jacob said to Laban Send me on my way So I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children For whom I have served you And I will be On my way You know how much work well I have done for you Verse 27 But Laban said to him If I have found favor in your eyes Please stay I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me Because of you He added, name your wages And I will pay them Jacob said to him You know how I have worked for you And how your livestock Has fed under my care The little you had Before I came Has increased Greatly May the little that you have today Increase greatly In the name of the Lord Jesus May you become great May you become mighty. May you become populous. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now, when may I do something for my own household? So Jacob was saying, Alright, now I want to do something on my own. Verse thirty-one. What shall I give you? Laban asked him, so what should I give you? Jacob said, Don't give me anything. Don't give me anything, Jacob replied. But if you do this thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks today and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark colored lamb." And every spotted or speckled goat. This will be my wages. And my honesty will testify for me in the future. Whenever you check on the wages you have paid me. Any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted. Or any lamb that is not dark colored will be considered stolen. Agreed, said Laban. Let it be as you have said. That same day, he, the he that refers to, Laban, removed all the male goats that were streaked or spotted, and all the speckled or spotted female goats, all that had white on them, and all the dark colored lamps, and he placed them in the care of his sons. Then, he put a three day journey between himself and Jacob. So the person who went to collect the speckled sheep and all that was Laban. How many of you understand that? So Jacob and Laban took them and placed them under his sons and then alright he put a three day journey between himself and Jacob. So he made his sons to go away a distance of three days distance. So like from here to where? Where? Which, which, which town if you are walking will take you three days? Where? Where? Kelau. Kailau, Alright. So that they will not mix. Watch this. Why Jacob continued to tend the rest of Laban's flock. Now listen. I am going to teach you a powerful principle for church growth. Listen to this. Alright. Now, if you are in red, please come to me. Red. Sister, come. Red top. Yes. Red top. Yes. Pastor Philip, can I have some chairs here? On the stage. Okay. Yeah. Red top. Can you sit down? Sister? Hello? Yeah If you're in red top, okay, red or a shade of red, okay, sister, you are speckled, sister, you are speckled, speckled. Sit down. Yes. Huh? Can I have a brother? Is there a brother who is in red? Yes. So if you can, then you have to remove this. Okay, it's good. So you are speckled. Yes. Okay. And then I need Duck. Duck. Somebody in Duck. Duck. Yes, yeah, come, brother. Duck. Stand up here. Now, watch. 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 Are you watching? Okay, sit down. But don't sleep. If you sleep, I'll let you stand. So, so every time we are standing, it means some people are sleeping. So tell your neighbor, please. I beg you. Okay, Tell your neighbor, I'm watching you carefully. Now watch. Watch. Watch this. I am talking about having a vision. Jacob comes to Laban and says, Me too. I want to do well. Jacob said, what do you want? He said, don't pay me money. Only allow me, allow me, Jacob, to go into the flocks that I look after for you and pick out all the, the dark coloured. Do you understand it? Uh, and the speckled, okay, sheep, goats. Let me take them. Now, what it means is that, watch this. What it means is that Jacob now is going to bleed goats and sheep that will be dark colored and speckled. How many of you understand it? Eh? Yeah, because when they mate, when they mate, this is what they will produce. Okay? This is what they will produce. Remove your jacket and stand here. Stand here. Come, come. Stand here. It will not be possible out of this ship for Jacob to hire a, a ship which is white-skinned. How many of you understand it? I, I understand that. Yes. So, he had separated, he was going to separate his sheep and goats from the rest. Which is those of us sitting down here. Now, after they have agreed, after they have agreed, do you know what Laban did?
0: Laban
2: himself now goes into the flock and the very speckled and spotted goats that Jacob wants, he Laban went to collect all of them. So, can he go back? Just go back. He went to collect all of them. In other words, when Jacob was starting, he had, he had I can't hear he had he had nothing nothing bishop, he had nothing because Laban cleared them went to collect this and gave them to his uh, his own sons and then let them go, so it's like you say you want to have let's see how you do it but watch, watch carefully God is showing you something you don't need to steal anybody's sheep. You don't need to break anybody's chest If you are going to have a vision God is going to give you a large age Grab your hands for the Lord Now You can follow the reading I want to read myself Verse 37 Jacob However Took fresh cut branches from poplar, almond and plane trees and made white strips on them by peeling the back and exposing the white inside the wood of the branches. Then he placed the peeled branches in all the watering trunks, so that They would be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they mated in front of the branches, and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Jacob set apart the young of the flock by themselves, but made the rest face the strict and dark colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus, he made separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would place the branches in the troughs in front of the animals so they will make near the branches. But if the animals were weak, he will not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban, and the strong ones to Jacob. Verse 43. In this way, the man grew exceedingly prosperous, and came to own large flocks, and female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. Now, everybody say from zero to great, to mighty, to powerless. How do you do it? Watch this. Do you remember that Jacob has taken all the street ones? Okay. Can I have the eleven? Can I have a sister who give me your scarf, your red scarf, or something? Yes, sister. God bless you. So watch. Pastors, watch. God is teaching you something. So this represents the spotted, the streak goats and lambs that Jacob wanted which were taken away by Laban. But look at what he did. Because he continued to look after the flocks. So, this chair here represents where the animals come to drink. The watering traps. This is where they come to drink. So look at what Jacob did. He took the back of trees, popular trees, and created a pattern of street and dark colored pattern in them. So every time. The animals were in heat. In other words, they were ready to mate. This one will come. Come. He's wearing white. Do you understand it? He's coming to drink. So he comes, bend down here, and as the animal is drinking, what is the God seeing? The God is seeing red. How many of you can see that? I was saying drinking. Making, So the animal goes back. And as the animal is going back, what the animal saw is what is imprinted on the goat or the sheep. And therefore the, the animal brings forth to what it saw. So now can I have you back? So he gives birth to this one. Watch. And then Jacob will separate this one eh, onto himself. And so please sit down here. Wow. Eh? And then this will go back. Go back. This for Laban. He doesn't want trouble. But watch. He has produced it. This one also is ready to drink. And especially the Bible says they're strong ones. The healthy ones. Eh? Once they are in heat. And they are coming to drink. They will come. He will put this one here. The animal will come. Bow down. Be drinking. And seeing. Seeing. Vision. Seeing. You bring forth to what you see. You become what you see. What you don't see, you cannot become. If you see a big church, you become a big church. If you are seeing a small church all the time, you would be, be a small church all the time. So, after he has drunk and is going, what it saw so? rubs on him. He goes to give birth and give birth to. Where my people? To this one.
0: Wow! Wow!
2: How many of you have see what is happening? Are you see what is happening? Come, come, my brother, come. This one strong sheep is in heat. Is coming to drink. Once, once Jacob realizes that you are healthy and you strong, come. Drinking because once it's drinking, it is seen. Because this thing is in the water troughs, they can see when it is ready. I remember that it was in heat and mating, so it is forming offspring. So once it's ready and it's going, what it saw is created in her bosom, in her bowels, and then she gives birth. Were you one of my sheep? Yes, come. To this one. The Bible says, the Bible says, watch the scripture. In this way, by repeating this process. Where are my people who are here? All of you should come back. From zero. From zero, the man had a lot of heads. In this way, the man grew exceedingly prosperous. And came to own large flocks, and servants, and men servants, and camels, and donkeys. How did he? How did he grow a big church? The power, the power of vision. 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 Amen. Look at him. What Laban took away from him by using the power of vision he created it. Remember, we are talking about church growth and the attitude of a pastor. Number one, have the heart for church growth. Number two, have a vision. Have a vision. A pastor who does not have a vision cannot have a large church because where there is no vision the people perish. Watch. Watch. He became great. And every time, he didn't cheat Laban. This one, go back. You are, you are Laban sheep. But by using the principle of vision, the man produced. He became populous. In the same way, if you can see, if you can have a vision for church growth, you are going to experience a mega church. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Give Jesus a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful cup of. How many of you understand what I've just explained? How many of you understand it?
0: Yes. Anything you
2: want, if you can see it, if you can have a vision, you'll become it. You'll become
0: it. President
2: Clinton went to Oxford in the UK because he wanted to become the United States of America president. He had a vision. Barack Obama went to Harvard and watch this. Watch this. Because he wanted to become the president, Barack Obama. He had a vision. As a young man, just like how all of us young men are, He had his own fair share of bad life, drugs, marijuana. I think I think marijuana, marijuana, and all kinds of things, which will not allow you one day to become the president because people will use it against you. So do you know what he did? Because he had the vision of becoming the president of America. Do you know what he did? Much much earlier in his life, he wrote a book, and in the book he confessed all these things. He wrote about all these things that he has done in his life. So, when he started the campaign, people started pointing out, By you, you are. The people came out and said, Oh, but but he has already written about it. You see, he saw. He saw. This morning, I pray that you will see. That God will give you a vision. That you will be like Abraham. That you will be like Jacob. That you
3: can see a large church. May you see a mega church. May your eyes be open to see a mega church.
2: Thank you. Clap your hands for them. Bless you, my sister. Wow. How many of you are becoming mega church pastors? On Sunday, this Sunday, when you step in your church, say to yourself, I'm a mega church pastor. I'm a mega church pastor. Call all your church workers and say, Look, the days of having 40 people here is over. We are moving to 100, we are going to 200, we are going to 500, we are going to 1,000. Hallelujah. Then number three. The next attitude. And I'll end with this one. You have to tell Bishop Tayo not to next time invite a preacher who preached too long.
0: So after the conference,
2: you have to go and say, Bishop. God bless you, but don't bring Bishop in tough again. He preaches too long. <laughs> <laughs> eh? Is that same, so? Eh? Give me a two ash. Ash. Give me a three ash. Yes. Listen, you know, the reason why you are struggling is because, like I said, your heart is not, any person who is sitting down here who is looking for church growth will be selling only one thing. Lord, let him go, let him continue. Let him continue. I want to
0: hear more.
2: I want to hear more. The bishop has flown me here, bought a ticket, put me in a nice hotel, is looking after me. I cannot be standing here for 20 minutes and
0: then I'm going. No. Yeah.
2: So how much you can get depends on how much you want. For me for me I can start in the morning because the the anointing that I'm following. See when they come for Give Thyself, Bishop Dark starts preaching at six thirty. Six thirty and then he ends at two PM. And even that because the people are trying to die now. They are dying now, so give them some break. But now that he's time. He can preach, we go for camp meetings. He can preach from morning into the night with short, short, short short, short That is the anointing that I'm following. So like father, like son. I'm not tired at all. I have more things to say. My bowels are full. God has filled my bowels for you. But if you can receive it. And I'm not reading notes. I'm just speaking to you. The bowels are here. Can you receive it? Yes. So let me give you the last attitude and then we can go. The first attitude is that you must have a heart for church good. So pastors from today, don't have heart for prosperity anymore. How many pastors are not going to have a heart for prosperity? Let me see your hand. Don't be consumer prosperity. Build a large church. A large church will take care of you. You cannot have a large church and be poor. You can't. No, it's not possible. From here, I'm not going home. From here, I'm on my way to Europe. Yeah. When I arrive, I'll be on my way to about three more journeys. Is the church that looks after me. Yeah. When we have a large church, You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. Between 2016 and 2017, okay, I built 17, I undertook 17 church building projects. 17. No, you don't need to clap. I'm just telling you something. That is the money that I command. I command a lot of money. Because the church is large. When we take the offering, the offering is a lot. It's not a struggle to fly. And when you fly, you fly comfortably. don't squeeze for your legs. My legs are too long. I cannot be squeezing. So I'm saying that what is your heart must not be money. Give me money. I want money. No. It must be Lord give me the sheep. When the sheep comes, the money that you want, it will come. The car that you want to drive. If, if, If I believe that if Living Word of Faith Outreach Ministries International wants to build a a house for Bishop Tyle, It will not be a problem. If he has been able to build a huge cathedral like this, then what about a house? I that what I'm saying. How many of you understand that? So build a large church first. Let that be your focus. And many of you are passing small churches and you are living on loans. You are always going to borrow from the bank. That's why you are poor. So have a heart for church good. Number two, have a vision. Number three, let this vision be a burning desire in your heart. That's my last point for this moment. Let this vision be a burning desire. A burning desire in your heart. It is not enough to want a large church. It is not enough to see a large church. Alright? You must
0: have a passionate
2: desire burning in your heart and your soul to bring forth a large age This desire that I'm talking about, this vision that I'm talking about, must become an internal engine within you. An engine. A car is driven by the engine. A car is moved by its engine. So this desire that I'm talking about. This vision must become an engine in your heart that drives you. It 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 drives you, it drives you to conferences. It drives you to prayer. It drives you to studying. It drives you to relating with mega, mega church pastors. It drives you. You must have a drive. A passion. For church group. Hallelujah. now, Many of us here, pastors, we don't pray. Do you know why you don't pray? Because you don't have a burning desire for church good. If you have a burning desire for church good, nobody will say, Wake up to pray. That desire will cause you to rise up and pray. I will explain. I will explain. I will explain. Come, man of God, you are married. Is your wife here? She's not here. Please come. Do you remember your wife? Do you remember when you've been married for how long? Fifteen years. Fifteen years! Do you remember when you spotted her first? Yes, sir. And you started making moves? Yes,
0: Michelle.
2: (laughs) Do you remember your heart used to beat? Yes, sir. And you wanted to see her all the time. You know what? You go and visit the lady. And then after three hours, she says, let me see you off. Let me see you off. She ends up seeing you off almost near your house. And then she says, I'm going back. Oh, but you can't go alone. Let me also see you off. How many of you remember you did that? How many of you? Yes! You see, the point I'm making is that you had something. Look, for, for your wife to become your wife, when a lot of men are interested in her, you have to fight. You have to fight. You have to do something extra. You have to dress in a certain way. Even when you don't have money, you have to dress in a certain way. When you see her, you're walk work, you're walking, you know, maybe maybe normally you just walk like this. You know, but because of the one you say, you just take your time and it. Because of the desire that this lady must become my wife. When you want church growth, that is how your attitude is. What can I do? How can I pray? What what books must I read? What message do I need? What conferences? You are always, you are always, you are always on the move.
0: You can't sleep. You can't sleep.
2: Thank you, Pastor. To this, listen to this, listen to this. This is what Bishop Dad is saying a burning vision becomes the invisible engine of all church growth. It is a long and tortuous journey to become the pastor of a large church. A burning vision and dream is the inevitable engine. That drives a minister on that journey from being the pastor of a small church to becoming the pastor of a mega church. Some pastors do not have that internal engine. That is needed to make them to do the many hard and difficult things necessary for church growth. External influence cannot make you a mega church pastor. There is no external advice or input that can sufficiently drive an individual on that difficult road to becoming a mega church pastor. All external influences will fade up long before you become a mega church pastor. External advice, encouragement, and counsel are too short-lived to cause any minister of the gospel to survive on the road to church growth what a vision can make you do there is something that a burning internal vision and dream does for you that no human being can do for you the internal burning vision and dream makes you humble enough to do all the things that you must must to have church growth listen we are all adults here we are all adults How many adults are here? Can I see your hand? Let me explain to you. In the Bible, when a husband is sleeping with the wife, the Bible uses the word, and he humbled her. How many of you have read that before? Humbled her. Oh, you have not read that in the Bible? Eh? So I want to see. How many of you have read that? He humbled her. You see? Listen. If a woman wants to have a child, If a woman wants to have a child or if a woman has a problem with her womb and she goes to a doctor, she must humble herself to expose her nakedness. The doctor will tell you, Madam, please, can you remove your underpants? I have to examine. Suppose the woman says, ah, doctor, what are you talking about? I cannot just remove my dress balance. I'm going home. Bye-bye. But you are going with your problem. Hello? Are you here? So you must humble yourself. When a woman is barren, we do all kinds of examinations. Yes. We put tubes. We inject medicines. We take pictures. Why is she naked? Why is she not complaining? She wants to have children. She wants to have children. Listen, the same sex that is accepted by a lady under another circumstances is called rape, which is not accepted by the lady. In this case, she's not ready to accept you as a man to sleep with you. But when she's ready to accept you, because you are the husband, she's free. She says, My darling, come. I'm here for you. She humbles herself. In the same way, if you want your church to grow, you must begin to walk in humility. And to and to and to do all and put pride aside. Put pride aside. And seek for help even to say, come and help me, it takes humility. It takes humility. Because men of God, unfortunately we are proud. Yeah. We teach our pride all the time, but we ourselves, we are proud. And many men of God will prefer rather to remain in where they are rather than to tell another man of God, please, I can see the gift of God upon your life. Come and help me. Don't do it. Don't do it. So the internal burning vision and dream makes you humble enough to do all the things that you must to have church growth. A burning vision and dream for a large church makes you pray for church growth. I believe we will talk about prayer. Without a burning vision and dream you will never pray. You will never pray hard enough To attract God's attention. A burning vision and dream for a large church. Makes you seek the wisdom. And strategies. Needed for church growth. Without a burning vision and dream. You will not spend the time. Needed to seek the wisdom. That brings church growth. You will soon. Be irritated with the strategies. That are taught by church growth pastors. Without a burning vision. You will say that. These teachings do not work. The internal burning vision and desire will cause you to keep reading and re-reading the same things until something works. Without a burning vision and dream for a large church, you will have no time to read the books that lead to church growth. A burning vision and dream for a large church will drive you to meet the people who will help you to have church growth. It will make you humble enough to relate with and fellowship with the right people until their influence and anointing wraps on you. Without a burning vision and dream for a large church, you will not listen to the messages that bring church growth. You so will criticize the very thing that you need more and even make fun of it. A burning vision and dream is the only true source. Of the same power, stamina, and persistence needed for the long journey towards church Hallelujah. These are the ways of a mega church pastor. A pastor, a young pastor who started a church in a classroom with a few people. He also at the time had 20 people in his church. 30 people, 40 people. But through the wisdom for church God that God has given to him, that church today has become an international ministry of thousands of churches, thousands of people, thousands of pastors, I mean, tens of bishops. And so when such a man is explaining to you that what you need is a burning vision, the same burning vision that gave you a wife or a husband, you should see some ladies when they want a particular man to marry them. Hey, you should see them. You should see them. You should see them. They will do everything they have to do. They will talk nicely. Meanwhile, they are not nice. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: yes. Oh, yes, please. Okay. should come? Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. They don't talk like that at home. Their mouths are meow 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 meow. Can you give me two eggs? I couldn't hear. Yes. When they are going to meet the brother, they take their time to dress. Yes. They dress. They do their hair nicely. Even if they don't have hair, they've gone to buy Korea hair. Look, those of you brothers who are not married, I'll give you advice. Don't be fooled by the hair that you see in church. That is not their hair. Go to the house. Go to the house at around about 4 a.m. and knock the door and say, Lucy, I'm here. When she comes out, you see the real Lucy. You see it. You see? You see that she doesn't have hair.
0: The
2: lips that has been attracting you. When you see it, you see a different thing. Hallelujah! They do all that to attract the man. There was this lady in the church; she was not getting married. She was was becoming older and older and older. And then the pastor of the church was also not married, so she realized that the pastor was a potential, a potential husband. So one day she gathered courage, doing praise and worship. Do you have praise and worship in the church? She started dancing from the back. She danced and came to the front. And then she danced and came close to where the pastor was. And then she came like this. And she danced before the pastor. And sat on the laps of the pastor. It's like, if you don't want to recognize me, I want you to know that I am here.
0: That is what I
2: call a burning vision to get married. Pastors. Get a burning vision. Yes. Read the books for church growth. I've introduced powerful books to you. Any pastor here who walk out of this place to use your money to go and buy food to eat. Don't tell me that you want church growth. Don't tell me. That is why you cannot have church growth. You can't have it. When you come to my study, when you come to my study, my study is like a bookshop. If I sell the materials in my study, I can have a lot of money. Over the years, i have spent a lot of money to buy books and materials and all that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Three attitudes that a pastor must have for church good. Number one, have a heart for church good. Number two, have a vision for church good. And number three, let that desire be a burning vision. May the Lord give you the growth that you want. I see you sitting in a mega church. I said, I see you sitting in a mega church. I see you sitting in a mega church. You have thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands, upon thousands of people. Send your feet and lift up your hands and begin to pray.
3: A mega church, a mega church, a great church, a big church. Lord, we pray, we pray, we pray in In the name of Jesus, Lift up your voice and pray. Lord, give me the
2: heart, a heart for church. Say, Lord, I want a mega church. Lift up your hands and pray. I want a mega church. Give me the mega church, Lord. Please, Lord. I want to be a mega church pastor. I want to be a mega church pastor. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray to God. Cry unto the Lord. Cry unto the Lord. Thank you for the mega church.
1: We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral College opposite the College Main Gate. Our service times are Early Rain Service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and Hope Service, Local Languages Services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and Faith Service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12.00 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiry, please call 0278-888-884. Or 543 The numbers again, 0278-888-884 Or 0543-289-289 God bless you.